everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here on this Labor Day weekend, the last official weekend of summer. But we are going to make it continue to push through. It feels like summer all the way through November. Here we go. Right? Yes, everybody? Well, everybody that has your pumpkin spice stuff ready to go, we love you too. I saw the strangest thing this week at Family Fair. It was pumpkin spice frosted flakes. Has anybody else seen that? It just didn't look right. It didn't look right. Now look, if y'all love pumpkin spice, Jesus loves you so very much. But I just don't know how you eat something like that. But anyway, regardless and irregardless, we're grateful to see you this morning. Uh, our friends online with us today, we say hello to y'all. And uh, we're, we're glad that you're here to celebrate with us and sing and pray and uh, hear an awesome word uh, from our good friend, Pastor Stacy Livingston, is going to be bringing the word today. We're grateful for Stacy uh, on this uh, this last week as Pastor Claire, Pastor Scott are on their break. And uh, so we're grateful to hear what she has to say about um, living life from uh, having a heart for kids and knowing what God says, what Jesus said about the, the children at that time and the children in our lives today. So we're super grateful to have all that stuff. So again, friends online, if you haven't already done so, please make sure that you get your uh, communion wafers and juice as we receive communion today. And if you have any questions about what's happening, you can look on Facebook uh, or on ccmonline.org. Our call to worship will be in Mark 10. Some people brought their children to Jesus so that he could bless them by placing his hands on them. But his disciples told the people to stop bothering him. When Jesus saw this, he became angry and said, let the children come to me. Don't try to stop them. People who are like these little children belong to the kingdom of God. I promise you that you cannot get into God's kingdom unless you accept it like these little ones. Then Jesus took the children in his arms and blessed them by placing his hands on them. So this morning we will be receiving communion together. In just a moment, we will release you to come take the elements of bread and wine and take them back to your seats. We're going to do it a little differently today. After prayer and responses, we will take them together, and you can come to the front and take the elements from the two trays, or you can go back to, to get the uh, prepackaged ones as we've done in the past. So before we get to them, let's pray in the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You can come up now and take your elements and bring them back to your seats. Thank you. 
is with us, I invite you to take a moment and close your eyes. Draw your awareness to the presence of the divine in this space and in each person gathered here. Draw your attention to your heart and imagine breathing in and out of your heart, opening it up to the divine with gratitude as we pray. So let's take a moment and just be still. Don't allow those thoughts that cause you to drift away to draw your attention away from you. Giving our hearts and our minds to God at this moment. Loving one, close to us as breathing, yet reaching into eternity, we give you thanks. Your outpouring of radical love has brought forth life among us. You have shown yourself to us as parent, creator, lover, and friend. In whatever image will bring us healing, you come to us. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with all of creation, all of heaven and earth, who forever sing this hymn. Once again. Holy, Holy One, God of love and light, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in your name, O God. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, and blessed is your child, Jesus Christ. He showed us the ways of justice and mercy, turning the norms of society upside down. He welcomed and empowered the outsider and stood in resistance to the powers of oppression. And yet on the night in which death, hatred, and betrayal would seek to have the last and lasting word, Christ remained centered in radical peace and showed us love. At the table, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, Lord, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your acts of love in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves and all of who we are in union with Christ. Let us take the bread and the juice. us all to pray together in a new way. So I would like my friends to come up. They're going to pass around. They're going to start from the front and move up. Uh, you all need a bubble for this. So we're going to pray in some new ways. So as you are receiving your bubbles, I'm going to tell you how we're going to pray with these. Um, I want you to invite you to use your imagination today. And as I'm going to give you a couple ideas of how you can pray with bubbles. And you can use your own imagination. If it's not something I suggest, you can use your imagination and pray the way you want to. So a couple of ways we could do this today is we can pray when we don't have any words. We might be struggling with some big things, some challenges, some beautiful things that are just so beautiful we can't even put words to them, or so hard we can't put words to them. But God knows, and the Spirit intervenes for us. So as we blow bubbles today, 
maybe just feeling those things that are inside of us and releasing them to the God who loves us. And just as those bubbles disappear and maybe they pop, you can imagine God has just heard your prayer and received your prayer and now it is with him. And he is holding that beautiful thing or that very hard thing. Or you can also just say your prayers as you normally would and blow them in a bubble form up to God and just imagine God receiving them. So it's just a way of being with God in a new way and just see what happens in you and how you feel. So I'm going to invite the music team to play some music for us and give us all some time just to pray with our bubbles today. Well, let's pray for our offering and let's pray for our kids as they prepare uh, to go upstairs. But let's just prepare our hearts uh, to give joyfully in whatever way we're able. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the way that you've uh, shown us your love uh, comes to and through a child. And God, we're grateful that you're reminding us that we must become like kids to enter your kingdom. Our hearts need to be pure and loving and just ready for joyful things to happen. So God, we are grateful for all of our friends that are here today, whether they uh, came in feeling joyful or need to know that you are with them in this moment, God. We thank you for this day. And we thank you for what we're able to do as we give together into this offering in this region and throughout the world. And so, God, we pray that you multiply it and that you bless it this day and that you bless the givers. And, God, we pray for our kids and the teachers and all those that are going uh, upstairs that are going to be growing in joy and in love today. And, God, we ask that you be with each and every one of them. And we pray that you be with us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we all pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Well, listen, if uh, anytime you have a, a prayer that you're thinking of during the service and you want to blow a little bubble for that prayer, you're welcome to do that. Um, but Stacy is going to lead us in more bubble prayers towards the end. Just to remind us that, you know, we the kids don't have to be here for us to have joyful hearts and want to play a little bit and want to have some fun with in prayer with God and want to rejoice in what God has for us. So, um, so yeah, so that will be coming uh, at the end of the message. Well, um, again, we're grateful that you're here uh, on this Labor Day weekend, that you're with us. There's so many things for us to celebrate and to receive and to share God's love about today. And, um, and we're, we're reminded that we are great together. And uh, so we're in this... Uh, I guess we just have one more week in the Great Together series. And um, as we've said, uh, Stacy's going to talk with us uh, about a little bit about uh, sharing love's, love with kids and, and feeling the love as a child would feel that love. So um, we welcome, we don't forget, if you need to connect with us, uh, you can do it online at ccmonline.org. You can always kind of take a picture of the QR code that you'll see uh, around different places uh, in the room and in the building. Uh, when you do that, you'll see all the good things that are coming up here at Crossroads. And you can also go to our Facebook page. Uh, this week, I believe, is this the last week that we're talking about it? Um, of course, we can always give to the Haiti School Box program, but today is the last big week that we're talking about and announcing uh, giving towards that program. Uh, as we've talked about, it's become very unsafe for us to ship things there, but we can still give and we can still uh, put funds into the, the account that we have for Pastor Carlo. Uh, and so if you're able, Pastor Carlo can still get the rice and the beans and, and the supplies that they need for their classrooms or just to send uh, into the different homes. Um, so if you're able to give, uh, please do that. Launching this fall is CR Youth. It's a new arrival for middle and high school students. Uh, you can learn more about that at ccmonline.org slash ministry slash youth. You see the handsome and beautiful faces of Jaquiel Short, Stacey Livingston, and A.J. Madsen, who are leading those, those guys. Um, great things coming up for our youth. Yeah, let's see a hand clap for that. And among that, one of the really great things um, is going to be the fall youth camp, uh, which is on Saturday, September 16th, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, again, uh, if you haven't registered already, 
Uh, you can do so by going on online, ccmonline.org slash events, or you can just click on that CR code. The cost is $49, but we have had some folks that have made donations to make sure that um, any kid that wants to go can. So if you haven't already done so and you have a middle or a high school student, uh, you can sign them up. Coming up is our all-church tailgate. Uh, let me just stop for a second. You see I'm clicking and pushing and flipping things at the same time. Um, whether it is uh, summertime or Labor Day weekend, sometimes we don't have enough folks volunteering. So uh, we can always use more folks that, that just want to do something as simple as touching a screen on an iPad to help us work through projection. So if you would like to do technology or anything else, I'm going to get in trouble for adding an extra announcement. We would love to have your volunteering. So there we go. That's just a little tip from your Uncle Donnie, and that's all I have to say about that. Um, coming up, bring your lawn chairs to the all-church tailgate, Sunday, October 8th. Uh, you bring your own lunch and your drinks, and we're going to be celebrating kind of football time, fall time. Again, maybe you'll want to bring your uh, pumpkin spice frosted flakes. <laughs> maybe not, but whatever you want to do, we'd love to celebrate with you on October 8th. Also, the summer great togethers, um, uh, Sunday, September 10th at 1 p.m. Next Sunday is the Wiffle Ball Potluck at Pastor Claire and Pastor Scott Lorge's house in Marshall. You can sign up at the back table or in Planning Center. Pastor Claire uh, broke her uh, vacation rule and sent me a text to say, please let everybody know they don't have to play Wiffle Ball. They can just come and hang out. So if you'd like to do that, you can sign up in the back today. Uh, also, uh, Wednesday, September 13th, 6.45 p.m., is the jam or listen with Joe and Laura Pelly in Marshall. So you can hang out in the evening, play some music, and not lose your voice like I'm doing right now. Whoo! Good, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? See, there's a lot of great things happening in the fall here at Crossroads Church. Let's have a little bubble blow for that, shall we? Anybody? <laughs> Nobody? Bubbles? Anybody? You know, oh, I got mine. Did you use them already? Well, that's all right. Well... As, um, as we mentioned uh, a little bit ago, a couple times, we have the uh, awesome honor of having Stacy Livingston, our pastor of all things uh, artsy and princey and computery. And all. what is your official title? I, I, it keeps changing. I don't keeps, know. Oh, that's right. She's really important. <laughs> Charles said, I'm the boss. It's probably closer to Stacy. But anyway, um, so we're, we're so grateful. We, as, if you know Stacy, you know that she has such a heart for this generation and the generations to come, and has such a heart for expanding the ways that we're able to train and just encourage our young people. So um, if you could, can we put our hands together for Stacy Livingston? Mm. Well, thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. And um, as Don mentioned, my name is Stacy. I'm on the pastoral staff here. I've been on staff for a little over 15 years now. My role does keep changing. Um, I have been working with uh, adults and youth. I'll tell you a little bit about, about my story later on in the message. But um, I'm excited this morning. They asked me to come and talk about relationships with kids and youth. We've been talking all summer long about great together, about the importance of relationships and community. And so we didn't want to make sure we didn't forget about our youngest folks, and especially right now they're going back to school, so they're kind of top of the mind. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that with you. Um, and to get this started, um, I'm going to reread the passage that we started with today at the beginning. Um, where in the passage of Mark, we hear about how there's a lot of different realities and thoughts about kids, and it comes to light in this passage in um, Mark. Some people brought their children to Jesus so he could bless them by placing his hands on them, but his disciples told the people to stop bothering Jesus. When Jesus saw this, he became angry and said, let the children come to me. Don't try to stop them. People who are like these little children belong to the kingdom of God. I promise you that you cannot get into God's kingdom unless you accept it the way a child does. Then Jesus took the children in his arms, blessed them by placing his hands on them. So in this passage, we can see right away that there was a different, different views on kids back then. Some adults thought kids were worthy of spending time with God and getting blessed by God. And others were like, uh, no, <laughs> you don't matter. 
So we've seen all of these different things happening even way back when. And even today, kids and youth can bring up a lot of mixed emotions in us, whether we believe it or not, or whether we've even paid attention. So I am gonna invite us to do a private reflection exercise, and I'm gonna bring up some reflection questions for you to think about and wonder about. It's not for you to share out loud, it's just a private thing for you and God, just to see what comes up. Because we all have our different ways of seeing things in the world, and it might be because of the way we grew up, the way we were raised, um, the experiences we've had, things we've been taught, things we've heard, the people we've been around that talk to us and we spend time with and in, in, um, inform our lives. So we're gonna take a moment to pause and just kind of pay attention to our thoughts and our feelings and experiences with kids and youth. And just so we can better know ourselves this morning and also that we can maybe hear what God is wanting to say to us this morning. All right, so the first one is, what do you see, think, or feel about kids and youth? Now, I've used a mixed bunch of positive and not so positive things. And just I'm gonna invite you to kind of look over that list and see, yeah, that is me, or I'm not sure, but it might be me. Do you feel scared or intimidated by kids? Do you have a big heart for them? Do you get resentful or angered by them? Do you look at them as just learning, undisciplined, immature, full of life, corrupt, out of control, in danger, impressionable, rude, impolite, lazy, and need to be sheltering them? Wish you could be one again. Annoying, exhausting, or fun, the need to be protected, moody, full of wonder, selfish, you're confused by them, you don't get them, um, worth investing in, you want to avoid them at all costs, you find them playful or dangerous, inspiring, carefree, too sensitive, screen zombies. So just take a moment, look at that list, see what might resonate with you. Again, this is private, just between you and God. And as you find something that kind of connects with you, maybe ask yourself, how would I like to think or feel regarding kids after noticing? The next question is, how has your relationship been like with kids or youth so far? Difficult, exhausting, encouraging, discouraging, inspiring, frustrating, life-giving, purposeful, hurtful, or you haven't had any. And then ask yourself, how would you want your relationship to be like with kids after just noticing what you did? I have two more questions for you. The next one is, what do you think kids want? You think they want um, money, things, to be cared for, to be famous, an influencer, um, to be noticed, to have free reign, do what they want, no rules, to discover who they are. They want social media, to be heard, friends, to be loved. And just notice what you think about kids wanting. Sometimes when we realize things that we assume about people, it kind of helps us see things a little more clearer. And our last question. When you think about kids becoming adults, are you fearful, hopeful, or uncertain? Okay, let's take a breath. I know that exercise might have been a little startling or uncomfortable, or maybe you, like, I didn't want to do this on a holiday weekend. Okay, this is crazy. But it is helpful 
to take a moment to pause and just think about what we feel, think, believe, just notice those things. And it's not to shame us or make us feel bad about ourselves or compare ourselves to others, but just to notice where do we feel love towards people and where do we struggle to feel love and where God might be inviting us to grow and develop and um, become more full of God's love so we can care for the young people around us in the best ways. So jumping back to that passage we started with, why do we as adults need relationships with kids or youth? Why in the world did Jesus say, become like children again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven? How do kids help us enter the kingdom of heaven? So I kind of wondered about this, and I thought, it made me think of Alice in Wonderland. And do you remember him when Alice got really big, and there was a little tiny door, and in order to go into the little door, she had to drink the little special medicine that helped her go down and get into the little door to get into the magical land. So it made me think about that. And how have we in our lives grown so big and large and we've lost some really important things that have maybe severed our connection or, uh, with God or weakened that connection that was stronger when we were little and, we had, and we, when we were younger? And how could we get small again to enter into God's kingdom? So a couple of things I thought we could look at is how can kids help us return to some of those things we've lost or grow? One of the things that I noticed was wonder. Um, kids can connect with God through being curious. So think about that. Do, have we lost our sense of curiosity and wonder that we can notice in kids? And by being around with kids, they can help, help that grow in us a little bit more. Vision is the next one. I was thinking about how kids have fewer blinders. They have less blurry lenses to see God's world around them because they're living just hot out of hand of God. They have a fresh view and take on the world. Whereas we grow older, our lenses can become a little more clouded based on things that we've experienced and how we've lived and how people have been with us. And we have blinders. And then it's hard for us to see God and the world around us, as well as maybe a kid can. Freedom. Um, kids are able to live with more unhindered freedom. They have less physical stuff. Um, they don't have all those possessions and cares and worries that we tend to take on as we grow up that can bog us down. And then we're so thinking about those things that we lose our connection with God and our, our living in freedom with God. Um, one of the wonderful quotes I came across from Oswald Chambers this week was, the only responsibility you have is to stay in living constant touch with God and see that you allow nothing to hinder your cooperation with him. That freedom comes after sanctification. It's like the freedom of a child and the things that used to hold your life down are gone. So living with less bogged down things, more freedom. Kids also have a lot of resilience, have you noticed? They don't give up. Um, this little kid who just scraped his, scraped his knees while he's learning to ride a bike, he's not gonna give up, he wants to ride a bike. He might stop for a little bit, he might need a little comforting, but he's gonna go back at it. I think about kids after they've had a fever, and within hours, they're up bouncing around like nothing ever happened after they had a 104 degree fever. It's like, what? What just happened? So just some of the lovely resilience. Kids get knocked down, but they do get back up. And um, what can that teach us about how we are um, today? They have an openness. They're open to what God is teaching through the world around them. They haven't become so rigid and set in their ways of thinking, but are more open-minded so that God can show up around them in unexpected ways and communicate with them. Dreaming, 
the stars are the limit or even beyond the stars. They haven't lost their ability to dream or given up on dreaming, which I know I have struggled with as I've gotten older. And um, the kids, kids are brilliant at this. Their heart is more sensitive and able to connect with empathy towards others. If you've noticed how kids will just come up to another kid, they don't even know a total stranger, and put their arm around them or help another kid, um, they, they just have that natural openness and connection with others. They haven't walled themselves off yet. So that is a beautiful thing about kids too. Mystery, they can embrace the unknown. They're more open to God as mystery and spirit not knowing how things work or why things work or God showing up in a way they had not experienced before. It didn't show up like in one of the Bible lessons, but that was God. So they're open to handle God as mystery more and see God in more mysterious ways, which is beautiful. And lastly, I noticed that they have a deep joy. As we were playing with our bubbles earlier, it might have been a little weird, like, why am I playing, doing bubbles in church? Um, but just delight in finding God in simple things, blowing bubbles. And uh, it could be anything. I just love that about kids. So those are some of the things that I've noticed that how, God, how kids can help us connect with God in ways that maybe we've lost or they have faded as we've grown older. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my journey. Um, so I've been working with kids for about 25 years now, and I... Um, it's a funny story how it happened, so I just wanted to share it with you because it has a lot of ups and downs, and it's a mixed bag, but it's beautiful. It was God's journey for me. Um, uh, so when I was a kid and a youth growing up, I disliked babysitting so much. I did not play with baby dolls. I wasn't that that young person. Um, I told my kid, my parents as I got older, I am not having kids. I am going to be a strong, independent woman. I'm going to have a career. Watch out, world, here I come. I had big dreams. I was actually going to join the Navy, become the first female Blue Angel pilot. Um, I had all these. I was, I was on a path. And so I ended up going to school for graphic design. And when I graduated, um, I took a job hours away from my family in a new community. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know my coworkers. I had no social community whatsoever. And I started off there really excited, but then after a while, started feeling like I needed some connection. I was feeling very alone in my environment. So um, I ended up finding or picking a church to go to. I thought, well, we'll start there. I used to go to church, so I guess this would, might be helpful. So I went to church there, and after not knowing anyone, being there for a while, it wasn't long before I was approached because I was a young adult in my early 20s. Hey, would you like to lead our youth group and our Sunday school program? <laughs> and I thought in my head, no way, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I am not doing that. But of course, I kept my good poker face, and I said, oh, well, let me think about that. And and then I got back with them a little bit later, and I said, no, you know, I, I'm just, just not going to work for me right now. So I told them no and went on my way. And I remember thinking, something is missing. I don't know what it is. Um, and I distinctly remember um, when I was walking down the street on my lunch hour and feeling God drop something into my heart that was unmistakable. I don't have a whole lot of those in my story, but I was like, that was a God thing. And God basically said to me, go and help those kids, and I will help you. Um, what you're looking for, you will find as you help those kids. And I thought, what in the world? I, that made no sense to me whatsoever, but I was very obvious that that was God speaking to me, so I went back to the church and said, well, I guess if you need me, I'll try the Sunday school thing and, and, and give it a shot. And I thought, well, at least I can do is just show up and find out a little bit about these kids. I had no idea what I was doing. This was not my uh, wheelhouse, but I did just get up and decide to, to show up. And I felt a desire to create a safe place for these kids. They were high schoolers um, where they could be themselves and get closer to God. And I realized much later in life that that desire to do that for the kids came from my own desire as a kid to feel seen and loved and someone showing up for me and helping me grow closer to God. So I subconsciously knew what to do 
not because I had any training, but because I was in touch, because I didn't realize it, I was in touch with God's spirit of what God was putting in me to do because I'd been there, and I wanted to do that for those kids. So by investing in that small group of kids in that church, it brought such goodness and growth in me and helped my life grow deeper and my relationship with God. So it's funny how that worked. I was there for them, they were there for me, and we were great together. So over the years, that same desire to help kids feel loved and seen and heard and a safe place to be themselves has followed me. I ended up working for a children's theater. I taught acting classes to kids and then ended up um, being a director with the youth productions there. And all of those same things I did in that Sunday school class, I did in youth theater with those kids and in acting classes. And then after that season, I met my now husband and ended up having two kids. <laughs> and two very, very active, vibrant young boys. Um, and I realized after that that um, there, there was a pattern here. God was connecting and inviting me to be in relationship with kids in all the different seasons my life was taking on. Um, what ended up happening when I was a little kid, or when my boys were little kids, is I ended up starting a backyard messy play group, which some of you might have been at, um, when my kids were toddlers, because I wanted to create a way for them to just be exploring, loving, safe, connect. That ended up growing into our summer arts camp here at church, which lasted 10 years, which was basically our VBS, and which brought me on staff, and um, I started working with kids and art and youth ever since. So now my journey, that was my journey. That, my journey with kids is not your journey, nor should it be. But what I do know is that we were all made for relationship and community. And that is how God created each one of us to be. And we've heard all summer long about the importance of these relationships and all the different people groups we've kind of touched on over the summer. And kids and youth are a big part of those. Um, one of the blessings I've had is a chance a couple times, this doesn't happen very often, but I've had a chance of running into a couple young people later in life who've said, what a difference it made that I showed up for them in the time in their life when they were really struggling. I didn't know they were struggling. I didn't know I was helping out. But they told me later, yeah, just you being you made a huge difference. So I wanted to invite you to think about, can you think of someone in your youth that helped you? And maybe it was a relative, a teacher, neighbor, coach, boss, youth leader, somebody who showed up for you as you were a young person. They really saw you, they really believed in you, they listened to you, um, they were caring, thoughtful, celebrated you, made time for you. Now maybe you didn't have anybody like that in your youth years, but can you use your imagination and think, what would that have done for you if you had had someone like that in your young years? It makes me think about the analogy of a person, maybe you've heard this story, walking on the beach where all these starfish had been washed up on shore, um, just hundreds and hundreds of them. And they started tossing them back in the ocean one by one so they wouldn't die. When another person walked up to them and said, what difference do you think that makes? I mean, there's no way you'll get all these starfish back in the ocean before they die. What, what, how, why are you doing this? What in the world difference does that make? And they replied as they tossed another one back into the ocean, well, it made a difference to that one. So your love and intention can make a difference in a single person's life. And the ripples of that young person's life as they go out in the world can go on to help and touch countless others. It's what they fancy term of law of multiplicity. You just invest in one person, and then they invest in people, and they invest in people, and it just grows and grows and grows out in the world. It's absolutely beautiful to think about. So what if we ask God to help us be intentional with how we react or invest in kids? What might God invite each of us to do? And what amazing ripples out in the world might be the result of us saying yes to that invitation? And also, 
what beautiful things might happen in your own heart, mind, and body, and soul when you say yes. Because it works both ways. So I thought I would finish up by talking to you about just a few things that I've learned with work, working with youth over the years. And not because I'm an expert or because I have a PhD, whatever, after my name. It's just things that I've learned old school and they might help you um, as you consider what God might be inviting you to do today. Um, my invitation to work with kids has changed over the seasons, and it will for you too, and that's what's beautiful. But one of the couple of things that I've noticed that have been very helpful is one is the power of listening and not fixing. Uh, I love this quote um, by Kelly Finn. Um, oh my goodness, I have to turn around. Look, I can't see my screen. My, eye, my old lady eyes. Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell you my real age, but it's older than you think. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Lacey Fernborgo, who's a spiritual director for kids and the author of Spiritual Conversations with Children. If we push our interpretations or good advice on the child, we may suffocate the child's voice and agency. We may drown out their hearing of God. In allowing space for silence and resisting the urge to fix, Adults allow Creator God to interact with God's created being, the child. That's a hard one. I'm still really struggling with that, especially with my own kids in my own home. They're, um, it's easier to want to try to fix and not just listen and trust the ways that God is speaking to them and that God is communicating with them. It doesn't have to always be my words. I can let them just talk. The other thing I've learned is the importance of being yourself. Um, you don't have to be cool or know all the in things. Um, so I don't have to know all the YouTubers that my kids like to watch, um, what, is, what all the text things mean. Um, I don't have to look like I came out of a, I don't know, Taylor Swift concert. I just have to be myself and just show up and be myself. And that is all that kids want, is for you to just be yourself. Um, and I can always ask. I don't, and to not assume that I know what something means or what someone's thinking, or I can always say, can you tell me more about that? A lot of times, um, a, a young person will say something or do something, and in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, they think or they're doing this. And I'll say, but I remember, don't assume. So I was like, can you tell me more about that? And then they'll tell me what they're thinking or what they're experiencing. It was nothing like the, the narrative I told myself. So that's another important thing I've learned. Always ask, don't assume. It's not about you, it's, it's about them. I love this quote from Theodore Roosevelt, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So you don't have to expel all your wisdom and experience that you've had in your amazing life um, because they won't get it. Um, but they will get is how much you care. And they'll be able to tell that just the way you show up and your presence with them. And Mr. Rogers, oh my goodness, he is my hero and he is my role model. I love how Mr. Rogers was with kids and um, just loving them as they are. You don't have to put anything on them or um, um, ask them to do anything, just to love them as they are. When they're having a rough patch or they're having a wonderful patch, when there are all those things that we talked about on that first slide or none of those things, um, I love Mr. Rogers, he always um, ended his shows with, I like you just the way you are. And remember, God tells that about us all the time, too. It's God's unconditional love. And we can show up as God's unconditional love with kiddos, too. Even if they push our buttons sometimes. Um, trusting the Holy Spirit. Um, this, kind of, this has helped me all along. You don't have to know all the answers. Um, you just have to trust that the Holy Spirit is working in their lives the same as the Holy Spirit is working in your lives. Um, 
it's kind of cool um, how, you know, one real quick story. I was doing a kids retreat years ago upstairs and I was blown away at how the Holy Spirit was talking to these young people. I think the ages I had was 7 to 12 or 7 to 11. We were sitting in a circle and I was reading the story to them about the Good Shepherd. And all I did was read the Bible verse and I had figurines and I was moving them around. Um, so we had the shepherd and the wolves and the grass and I was, I was just reading and moving figures. And then afterwards I said, so what do you wonder about? What, what are you wondering about after hearing this? And the profound things that came out of these young people's mouths blew me away. They were something that if you were in adult Bible study, you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, I could see that happening. But these young people were getting such deep biblical truths and understanding things that I didn't even get from this passage. The Holy Spirit is working in these people's lives in just the most powerful ways, just like they are with us. I love the, the, um, the verse, um, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So there you are. The Holy Spirit's there. Just you and a young person or a group of young people. And we don't have to worry about, oh, are they, are they transforming? Are they getting it? Um, David Bailey, when he was here a couple years ago, said, his transformation is not my business. And I have to remind myself that with, when I'm working with young people, too. Their life journey and their transformation is not my business. I'm just to show up and to love them and trust God's Holy Spirit's work with them. Um, always be dependable and trustworthy. This is a big one. Um, I love in Corinthians 1.9, it says, God is faithful, God is reliable, trustworthy, ever true to his promise. God can be dependent on, and through God, you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So just as God has been faithful and dependable with us, we need to do that with our young people too. Um, when we say we're going to be there, we're there. Um, we are trustworthy with what they share with us, unless it's something dangerous and we have to, you know, get them safe. But the, the things that they share with us, we're trustworthy with those. We don't share them with other people. Um, and, uh, you know, I, one of the things that happened to me um, just, you know, maybe a year ago, I was working with a group of young people, and one of the first questions someone asked me was, how do we know we can trust you? And I said, that is a beautiful question. Um, and that's something, yeah, you don't know you can trust me, but I can promise you that I will show up for you and I will be there for you and I will love you and I'll be trustworthy and, and you can just be with me and see if that rings true. And it was months before that person trusted me, but so that is so important to kids and they can sniff that out if you're dependable and trustworthy. You may not always get to see the fruits of your labor um, and that is okay. Um, I love this old quote. It's actually based on a Greek proverb. Great is a person who plants a tree knowing that they will never sit under it. So investing in um, a kid's life and you might not ever see what that does for them, that's okay. Something beautiful is still happening. And lastly, always pray, learn, and grow. Keep connected with growing with God so that you can bring your best centered in God's self to your times with kids and youth. The verse, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. From, and apart from me, you can do nothing. That's what Jesus told us. So staying connected with God is going to be one of your most important attributes in doing your own life journey with God. So as we close today, I'm just going to invite you. Is there a young person that you know of in your neighborhood or in your sphere, um, your local church? Um, your neighborhood, your family. It could be, um, doesn't have to be Sunday school here. It could be a sports club, a dance um, group, uh, a club, a theater group. It could be anything. Or it could just be one-on-one. -on -one. But is there somebody that has been, that God is inviting you to? And if not, that's okay too because God's always speaking to us. But just to be um, open to what God might be inviting you to in relationship with kids and youth. If not a specific person, one thing though that we can do is when we see kids out and about 
walking out from home, hanging out in the park. Um, maybe they're at a store, a group of them, or an or event. How could you relate to them in a different way based on what we talked about today, either in thought, word, or prayer as a representative of God's love? Maybe you could just say a prayer for them as you see them. Um, or how could you show up as God's love? Just look on your face, how you interact with them, just um, some things that we could do that are simple. It doesn't involve um, maybe signing up to lead a, a small group yet. So as we close, I'm going to invite you to take your bubbles out again. And we're going to do some bubble prayers to close. And uh, I'm just going to pray for us and invite you to let your prayers float up to God in this area and just um, be willing to see what God might be inviting you to um, in this next season. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the ways that you created us to be in relationship. And as we consider the importance of having young people in our lives and building relationships with them, how our lives pouring into their lives and their lives pulling, pouring into our lives can make such beautiful things that we can't even imagine and how you designed it to be and designed our world to be and how it would make it an even bigger reflection of your love. So I just pray, Father, for each one of us today as we go from this place and as we sit in this closing song and with our bubbles that we just reflect on what your Holy Spirit's saying to us today. And just be open and just receive your love. Know how deeply you love us and how deeply you love all the young people around us and how we can be great together and how you want us to be part of that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, let's pray and uh, let's receive this blessing today. And now may the spirit that's in Christ Jesus be in you, be in me, be in our children, be in all of us, enabling us to know God's will and empowering us to do God's will. Amen. Amen. Everyone have a wonderful week. Uh, have a great day of rest tomorrow and uh, enjoy your time with your families, your neighbors, your kids, everybody around you. We hope to see you back here next Sunday.